Well, hello again, everybody. Randy Weddle here. I'm your host for Creation Anew, and that is the podcast episode to which you are listening to right now. I am the pastor of Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana, and I'm also the pastor of Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana, and I welcome you. Uh, I'm so glad that you uh, join me in these little adventures that we have. And I, I hope that they're encouraging and challenging um, uh, th- these episodes. Uh, I mean, I hope that these episodes are encouraging and challenging to you. So thank you so much for staying with me. Hey, we uh, we are coming down to the wire on, on Christmas. It is uh, Christmas Eve as you are listening to this uh, podcast episode and I wish you a Merry Christmas and I hope that you guys have a great time with family and friends and that you enjoy and just just focus in on Christ and your family and your friends and uh, that if everything else disappears those things are, are uh, important and and worthy of your time and your focus well, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I wanted to talk about Luke's account of um, the birth of Christ. And uh, as I get over to <laughs> the Gospel of Luke, because I thought I had everything ready, and of course, no, I didn't. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about Luke's account of uh, the, the birth of Christ and just just mention some things and uh, and then uh, just go through some things with you. So uh, just sit back and relax and uh, let's talk about the birth of Christ. I'd like to read Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 7 to you. Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone who was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register with Mary who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. I like Luke's account of the birth of Christ because it is um, it, it's simple, it, 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 it gives a recording of what's happened, but it's also, um, it possesses a beauty that, um, that I just like. I, I don't know how else to say it. But in here, Luke gives us the account of, of Jesus' birth. And some things that come to mind whenever I look at this is, Luke gives us a, 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 an account from history. He mentions a guy by the name of Caesar Augustus. 
and Caesar Augustus uh, was an actual ruler. He's one of the first rulers of Rome, and he he ruled up until about oh fourteen A.D. somewhere around in there, and he was uh, the grand nephew of Julius Caesar. And what he was doing was he was setting up a law or an ordinance, if you will, that, and that's what it means by decree, that there would be a census that would be taken. Now, this wasn't just a census just to count people. It was a census to record people so that they would be taxed. So if you don't like taxes today, well, guess what? (laughs) They had them in Jesus' day too. And Luke goes on and he said, uh, this was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And again, he mentions an, uh, an historical figure. And what's interesting is Quirinius was not governor of Syria at the time that Jesus was born. Some people believe that this is talking about when the when the tax actually took effect, which would have been maybe about 14 years later, and that could fit in with when Quirinius was um, was governor. Some other people think that maybe Quirinius um, actually ruled in in two different time periods. We really don't know, but one way or the other, Luke tells us that this man Quirinius, who was an historical figure, was the governor of Syria. And my guess is that Quirinius was, this was, this was, he was the governor whenever, whenever the tax started into effect. Luke goes on and he says, and everyone who is on his way, everyone, excuse me, let me read it again. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. And going back to each person's city, it would be the city of their of their birth or their lineage, um, the, the place where their family was from. And of course, Joseph, Luke tells us, who is living in Galilee, was of the lineage of David. In other words, he was an ancestor of David, King David. And David was born in Bethlehem. So that meant that Joseph was going to travel for this census from Galilee. And that was in um, in the northern part of Israel, down into the southern part, into Judea. Which was about a 100-mile trek. And obviously they didn't have cars, they didn't have... Uh, rail or anything like that. So he was going to to make this trek basically the distance of Indianapolis down to Louisville, Kentucky. And he was going to do it by foot. And uh, Luke says that, that he went down to Bethlehem and he also went with Mary and he registered with her. Now, it says in the 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 translation of the scriptures that I have, it says uh, that Mary and Joseph were engaged, and that can be a little deceiving. I really like the word betrothed, because Jewish betrothal meant you were married. It could only be um, dissolved by a divorce. 
and uh, at the time Mary was pregnant which in some people's eyes would have been scandalous because they thought that she had been unfaithful uh, to Joseph or they thought that maybe Mary and Joseph um, had um, had uh, um, not been faithful but one way or the other um, it, it would have been looked upon as scandalous for her to be pregnant if you look at other accounts in scripture you'll see where an angel had to tell Joseph don't divorce Mary because he thought that she had been unfaithful at least at first he did and it says that Luke says that Mary went with him to be registered because they were married basically they just hadn't consummated that marriage physically and it says that she was with child and Luke continues and he says while they were there in Bethlehem the days were completed for her to give birth so it was time for her to be born just think about that for a moment what a what a bummer of a deal um, you're the ruler uh, in the government which it seems like you know rulers have a knack for um, causing hassles and and hardships and and because of this census this this ordinance that came down Joseph has to go down from um, Galilee down to Judea and make that trek and he has to do it with a pregnant woman uh, more than likely on a donkey or others or other type of beast of burden it wasn't an easy trip and the census required them to be away from home right at the time when she was to be born or when uh, she was to deliver Jesus now by this time Joseph and Mary both knew that the birth was going to take place in Bethlehem because they knew the scriptures I'm positive of that but still it wouldn't have made the trip any less um, of, of a burden or it wouldn't have shortened the travel time or the distance in verse 7 Luke says and she gave birth to her firstborn son and she wrapped him in clothes and these would be swaddling clothes and it was a practice of being able to take strips of cloth and wrap around the baby and it was thought to actually you know not just make the baby secure but to also help strengthen the baby's appendages it was a, a normal thing to do as a as a good mom you would you would wrap your baby up in swaddling clothes and it says that she laid him in a manger basically a feed trough for animals because there was no room for them in the inn now when they got to Bethlehem uh, it sounds like there were no hotel rooms available um, it sounds like they didn't have family with whom they could stay or if they if there was family there they didn't have any room so Mary and Joseph chose to find a place with with animals uh, a barn if you will a, a cave some people believe um, an offshoot maybe um, on the side of a of a, 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 an inn um, they would have where the animals would stay maybe Mary and Joseph were there but nonetheless at this humble staging at this um, unassuming place you have a miraculous thing happen you have a virgin a lady 
a woman, a girl who had not physically known any man, had no physical relationship with any man, and she delivers a baby. She's pregnant, and she delivers a baby. And the birth was was just like any other birth of a baby. You've heard me say that. Jesus, the birth of Jesus wasn't necessarily um, something that may have been easy on Mary. It, it may have uh, had scary times. It was messy and um, bloody. It was just like any other baby being born, only this baby was different because coursing through his veins was blood that had not been tainted by sin. And because of that guiltless blood, we know that it was God who was being born. It was God who had wrapped himself in human flesh and came into the world as a baby and was born in, a, in an animal stable, a, a place for animals. The prophets also talked about this. We see in Isaiah 7, 14, where it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us, and certainly that is appropriate. In Micah 5, 2, we see the prophet, or we hear the prophet say, I should should really uh, say, but as for you, Bethlehem, Ephathra, too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you, one will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long, long ago, from the days of eternity. We have the eternal God coming to the earth as a man. And like I said, the birth was not with a lot of fanfare necessarily. It was uh, the birth like any other. And I can't imagine being transported from, from heaven where you're eternally worshiped into the world where you're going to be despised and rejected. Philippians 2.7 says that Jesus emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Verse 8 says, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. This baby was destined to die, and specifically destined to die for the sins of the world. They would all be laid upon him. And some of the things I think of when I read about the birth of Christ is that it was real. It, it wasn't a, a make-believe birth. It involved real people who may have had doubts at times and maybe their faith was stronger at times. They were watching things that were hard to believe but they made it through because of God. And there was a real birth of a real baby. And it was an event that, that was, I'm sure was miraculous to behold. 
but it was told long before by prophets. It was predicted and it fulfilled prophecy for this baby to be born in Bethlehem. And it was a humble treatment of God. He came in a humble way to do humble work that would have profound impact. What we should do is we should behold this Lamb of God, this Son of God, God Himself born in the flesh and putting on humanity. We should behold Him. We should gaze upon Him in wonder. Don't try to fully understand the birth of Christ. It's, it, 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 it falls within the miraculous and our minds can't conceive all of it. Just take a look at this baby and know that that is the salvation of God, God's plan to redeem humanity that has just entered into the earth or entered onto the earth. Marvel, be thankful, and enjoy. Guys, that's what I wanted to share with you today. And um, if, uh, if the holidays get busy and you don't hear um, my podcast for a little while, I understand. Um, come back to me and, and listen some more. And uh, I hope that your Christmas is a wonderful one. And I'll, I'm, I'm planning to do an episode um, for Christmas Day as well. So don't worry. If you want to listen, you'll have that opportunity. And then we'll take a couple of days off and come back, Lord willing, on Monday and do some more. I want to invite you to the churches that I pastor if you do not have a home church. The first church has an early service that starts at 10 o'clock, and that is Mount Pleasant Christian Church of Hall, Indiana. Now, the address is 5830 West Hurt, that's H-U-R-T Road, Monrovia, Indiana 46157. We start services at 10 o'clock, and we'd love to have you come and join us. If you like to get up a little later in the day, you're welcome to come to Community Church of Mooresville, located at 61 West Harrison Street, Mooresville, Indiana, 46158. The service times at uh, Community Church of Mooresville start at 1115, and you'll also find teaching that is expositional, just like you would at Mount Pleasant. And teaching that is designed to challenge you and to point you to Christ. If you do not have a home church, I invite you to these services. I'd love to meet you face to face and we could talk, uh, maybe even have lunch. You never know. <laughs> I thank you guys for uh, supporting this podcast. Thank you for praying. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing with other people. And I pray that you would continue to share these uh, podcast episodes with others. 
share them with your non-believing friends. You can write to me. My email address is creation. Excuse me, I should say it correctly. <laughs> my email address is randy at creationanew.com. You can visit our website. That's creationanew.com. Look us up on Facebook. We're at the old things can pass away. And uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And just marvel that your, your salvation has come. Until next time, bye-bye.